Hey, and welcome to the Centenary Podcast, a podcast created to help our church, as well as the church, grow in our faith as we all continue to follow Jesus. So this week, we are finishing a conversation we started last week about the spiritual realm and spiritual warfare. And so last week, we started the conversation with just wanting to get a picture of what it means as a Christian to live between these two worlds. And this week, we want to talk about how those worlds interact specifically with temptation and how Satan will use the spiritual realm to affect our lives and the physical and pull us away from God to help us uh, get a better understanding of what we're up against. So, uh, we hope that this conversation really helps benefit uh, your spirit. And without further ado, let's get into it. Hey, we are back for another week. James, how are you? I'm doing great. So, I don't know. I'm joining you from India, I think. You are joining us from (laughs) India. James is in India. No, he's uh, he's traveling. Um, And so, uh, fun news to start out with. We were just talking about babies and things like that. Um, We found out the other week, we're having a little boy. You're having a boy. A boy. So, old baby boy Berrios coming in hot in July. And I was team blue. You were team blue. I was, I wanted the boy so badly. And I, I'm not kidding. Maddie and I were, when we did foam, you were there. We did foam, not foam, uh, powder poppers, powder like poppers. the little poppers, which were extremely powerful, by they the way. Were. Like, I mean, that's like I was hoping when you did it, loaded. I was praying, I was watching you do that. And I was praying that you had it turned around backwards. <laughs> oh, I've seen those videos. I'm just right in the stomach <laughs> of the groin. Oh, no. <laughs> But baby boy, I mean, we were convinced. I was, I was dead set. Pink is coming out of this popper. And when it was blue, I was like, no way. So the Lord has given me an heir to carry on the Berrios name, which is funny because my brother, my older brother's having a girl. Mm -hmm. And so it's like kind of that, like I produced the air. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, little baby boy. So that's, yeah, that's, yeah. What's happening? So today we are, we're talking of finishing a conversation we started last week, which Mm -hmm. is when I become a Christian, I am not just living in this, what I can see, taste, touch, feel, smell world anymore, that there's a world in which God lives in, which Jesus went back to and is currently living in. When you become a Christ follower, you have two choices. Mm. You can accept every single aspect of it. Every single. Or you can be a book club Christian. You just study the books, you study the Bible, and you never really live it out. Mm. But, man, I'm telling you, book club Christianity is halfway. Oh, yeah. I mean, there is a spiritual realm, and the spirit realm is is constantly a part of our lives. Yeah. And and you know, we get so comfortable with this book club Christianity and we we learn about we learn our scriptures, we learn those things. That's all great because mm. listen, there's power in the word of God, absolutely. Um but if you you just have knowledge of scripture but you don't know the the activity yeah. of of the spirit realm, that is halfway that's yeah. halfway Christianity. It's book club Christianity. Yeah. And and right now, I think in the world, Spencer, this is more important than it's ever been. Come on. I mean, look at the world of politics right now. Yeah. Look at the wars that are going on around the world. Look at the the just really 
evil stuff that's happening to people all over the world, that is more than a physical decision made by leaders. There is an evil aspect to all this right now. You know, look at the war on the souls of our teenagers. Teen suicide is at an all-time high. In a time that we know more than we've ever known medically, scientifically, psychologically, teen suicide is at an all-time high. Wow. If knowledge was the thing, we'd be doing great. Mm. Knowledge is not the thing. We've got plenty of knowledge. Um, We have more knowledge than we need. The spirit realm is the problem. We do not understand the things of the spirit. Absolutely. And and God is so good. God is so good to give us the privilege of not only understanding the spirit realm, but to really be able to to live in a good way good way around it and have good things happen to us. It's power. It is power. Yeah. It's good power that God's given us. I'm telling you, we, if knowledge was going to do it, we'd be doing all right. Cause we've got plenty of knowledge, right? The spirit realm though, that's what's going on in the world right now. The evil realm is kicking, you know what, and taking names. Yep. And, and Christians just act like they don't know what they're doing. Sure. It drives me crazy. Oh, exactly. The church to be triumphant has to live with the knowledge that spirit, the spirit realm is yes. what we do. Absolutely. That is who we Absolutely. are. Otherwise it's just a, it's just a moral list of do's and don'ts and a lot of philosophical mumbo jumbo. Yes. Without the spirit realm. Yes. Mm, that's so good because last episode, we just basically opened the door to say, Hey, this is real. And hopefully that, you know, you were listening, kind of just let that, let that open door be what it was. Let the Holy Spirit, let God just really start. I don't know. Maybe this week you experienced something. Maybe this week your mind was just like something that was like, Hey, that could have been coincidence. But now that I'm kind of thinking about how God's working and how the spiritual realm and the evil side is working, how Satan's working in my life, uh, we mentioned last week, uh, the Roman seven kind of Paul, like, Hey, um, there are good things going in my life. And when God working and I see God and how he's blessing and stuff, but at the same time, there's this there's this thing that when I really want to follow God and really, I really want to do something good yeah. for him, I do the things I don't want to do. And he says that there's this entity living within us, mm-hmm. sin. And uh, we see from Adam and Eve's side of things that the reason that they chose to leave God is because they were deceived into it. There was an active, very personal being that we we see it take the form of this snake or this serpent and question and manipulate and twist and lead them into a space. And we, we talked last week too, that there are not just forces. It's not like the, the universe has this like uh, kind of intellect. That's just like guiding something. No, no, no. There are very like we're personal and intellectual beings in the physical realm. There are personal and intellectual beings that have said, Hey, I don't want to do anything with you, God. And so I'm going to go do my own thing. And so those beings who are very smart and they're very personal, they can talk, they can think, they can move. 
unseen to us, which yes. is the most frustrating part about Christianity is that, okay, I'm really supposed to believe that. I'm really supposed to believe that I can't see things like, why would God even do that? Like, and so it's just like, man, coming to believe all that is just one thing. And today we're going to kind of talk about, okay, now that I'm starting to think that way, what am I going to see? And I think the first thing that you were just talking about is, um, everything that's going on in the world, all things evil that aren't God really are causes from us who are making decisions, but spiritual beings who are making decisions. And I, what came to mind was Cain and Abel Mm -hmm. when, why there's a war, why there's, you know, brother against brother, the very first moment of two human beings at odds with each other, which is really interesting because there's nothing really wrong with, with Abel. Maybe there was something more to the story. I don't know. Maybe they got in a disagreement or who knows kind of thing. But we see from Cain's side where God specifically says, Hey, that wasn't the right sacrifice that I wanted. Cain starts getting really mad. And instead of being like, Hey, you know what? I could just bring the right sacrifice next time. He looks at Abel and says, you're the problem. Now, just one chapter before we see that the reason that Adam and Eve chose to go outside of God is because there was something that was manipulating. Mm -hmm. And I think we take sin sometimes as this like, force. It's like this blob that's just around. It's this current that like swims through people in the world and stuff like that. And there are elements of that because Paul will even says like, Hey, you're led away by the desires of your hearts. And so there is some stuff in us, but there also is like, God says that there is sin is is waiting to pull you away. And then Peter will equate the devil and Satan and sin to, it's like a lion that's crouching, waiting to devour you. And so God personalizes sin. It's not just like, Hey, the abstract philosophical Mm -hmm. idea of sins trying to turn you away. And so Cain. The first time we see evil, the first time we see it is in the serpent. Yeah. And then the next time we really see it is in with the Cain. With Cain Nabal. And that that's that evil that happened in that moment with Cain and Abel, it's still going on today. That's exactly right. It, I mean, this war in Israel right now is related to that. And and yes. you know, that's that's how insidious evil is. Come on. And the church has been so tolerant, Spencer. Mm. We've been so tolerant of those things. And the political correctness that we try to 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 move through so carefully and just the the minimization of who God really is and the Holy Spirit's power, the enemy has used that and twisted that. And I'm telling you, the it's the church instead of overcoming being an overcoming church we've been at the mercy of the evil realm Come only on. because and it's and it's not because we're bad people yeah. it's just because we don't believe it really come on we don't it's all about belief and faith and and right now as a i'm con, more convinced than ever as a pastor that that my role, my call is to help people understand 
that you do not have to live at the mercy of the evil spirit realm. Yes. As a, as an overcomer, as a victorious Christian, does it mean all your problems will go away? Does it mean you won't ever be affected by evil? No, nope. it doesn't mean that. It just means that you'll overcome it. Yes. It just means that you'll live through it. Absolutely. It just means that you got the you, you got a good entity on your side. Yeah. <laughs> that's Christ. Absolutely. It, and and that's where we kind of are stumbling right now. Yeah. And honestly, again, we've talked about this because a lot of pastors listen to this podcast, and, and I'm glad they do, but I don't know why they do because I'm hard on – tough on pastors. But <laughs> but I just think really it is our – I mean, we just haven't taught our people well. Yes. We've not taught our people well. We've been way too careful with our people, and and they're, they're suffering. There's a lot of spiritual death out there because of that. Absolutely. Yeah, so I want to get into the topic of temptation. Yeah. And – and really talking about like, okay, when we see this Paul struggle of I do the things I don't want to do, and then I don't end up doing the things I do want to do. Yeah. And then you take sin and you talk about that. And it's just like, yeah, I'm a sinful person. As Christian, I'm just supposed to rid myself of sin or I'm supposed to just go to God and he's going to cleanse me of all sins and then I can just keep on living. Yeah. And, it, and it really is interesting because You've when... You've talked about this before. Yeah. Like when... Have, that, have you ever... Do you remember Pop? Popeye, oh, absolutely. Popeye. I remember watching a Popeye cartoon one time. Yeah. And Popeye was trying to, to do something. He, he, had a, he had to either do something bad or he could make a good choice. Hmm. And there was a little Popeye angel on one shoulder. Yes. And a little Popeye devil on the other shoulder. That's exactly right. And they were both whispering in his ear what to do. And he had to, I don't remember if he chose the devil or the right. angel. But. That's what we. That's kind of what we think it is. Oh, absolutely. It's a. It's a lot. It's a, it's it's simpler than that. Mm. It's simpler than that. It's not. It's not the evil or the good spirit whispering in our ear. It's if you're a Christian. I'm talking mm. to Christians right now. Yeah. If you're a Christian, you already have everything in you Dang. to make the good spirit decisions. Absolutely. <laughs> you have everything in you. It's an active decision when we decide to follow the evil. Come on. Because if you're a Christian, you you don't need something on you don't need a little angel on your shoulder telling you anything. You got everything you need Absolutely. once you say yes to Jesus. Yeah. It's an active decision for the Christian to move toward evil. Yeah. That's an act and it's dangerous. Absolutely. And I mean, it is, it is, and it's an active, and that's what, that's what Paul's going to go on to say in Romans. It's like, there are, there are three entities in me right this very second, Holy Spirit, myself, which is, you know, my decision making and sin. And the thing about sin is, is when we, when we make it into a concept and we depersonalize it because the Bible, we really go and look through sin in the Bible. It is always personal. That's right. it, it is person or not personal. It's personalized. It is. It is always yes. personalized. It is even when it's just like just used as sin. Mm-hmm. It's still talked about as if it has a thought process and yes. intellect and motive. And Paul's going to say there are three things living inside you right now: the Holy Spirit, yourself, and sin. Yes. And 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 that like idea of like being pulled and tug of war. And what sin's going to do is like when temptation comes around. 
Yes, sin knows and Satan knows and demons know the desires of your heart. And you're led away by two things. It's not just like, because if Satan's going to, Satan tempts, uh, where's that? What am I thinking of? Satan tempts based on each person's desire. Is that 1 Corinthians? Uh, You're like, you're enticed by your desires. And if, you know, my thing isn't alcohol. I can say no to alcohol in a second. Like yeah. that's just me personally. Yeah. I, I, I've never had the struggle with drinking. And, but, but for some people that is, yes. that's the desire, whether it's the taste, whether it's the feeling, but then you go for something like me, which mm-hmm. is, Hey, get all your frustration out by getting angry at this person. Yeah. Or yeah. like, that's enticing to me yes. that when I'm wrong, what's what sin in me does and what Satan does to tempt me is like when I'm wronged, go take the steps necessary to Mm -hmm. one, make it evident, visibly evident that you were hurt. And then two, do something or say something that's going to hurt them back in a manner that you were hurt. But then you flip it on the other end. Satan's not going to tempt me with alcohol because I, I, and that's just, That's that's just not my thing. And not to say that we have personal things that is just this because the, Oh, here's something good. The best advice that I was ever given about temptation was a mentor of mine. And he said, uh, never, ever, ever underestimate what Satan will use to oh, tempt yeah. you. That is and so, so true. not to say like, so Hey, true. uh, just because you don't struggle with alcohol doesn't mean that there is a moment where you run to some substance, never, yeah. ever, 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 ever underestimate what yes. Satan can use because one day that could look like the ugliest, most undesirable thing, but in the right circumstance, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Satan makes that thing look off pretty. Absolutely. Awfully gorgeous. Absolutely. And that, and it's important, I think, too, to that people understand that temptation is not a sin. No, it's not. And and I and, and I think you know, we people have gotten that mix like, well, if I want to do this, I must be a sinful person. No, I mean we we're a fallen. Yes. We're, you know, we're we're a fallen people. Yes. We need the blood of Jesus. That's that's redemption. There are temptations because the evil realm is constantly trying to get us off track. Come on now. Constantly trying to pull us back to where they want us. Yeah. And and to say no to temptation, the behavior, that that's where it gets into sin if we say yes to it. But I think it weakens us when we think temptation is a sin. It's like, ah. Uh, I want to do this so bad. I guess I might as well do it. I Absolutely. Can't help it. And it's just, it's just, and no, no, Jesus says, I'll help you. I'll I will help you. The grace has been Titus two twelve. grace of God's been given to everybody to give people the ability to say no to ungodliness. You've Absolutely. been given the ability Absolutely. in Jesus before you didn't, you were just like, fine. And, and that's why I love the slavery like aspect of sin. It's just and like, just so you listen yeah. out there. No, Spencer did not even look when he quoted that. Mm. <laughs> I didn't. You hide those words in your heart. I'm proud I of do. you. I meditate on them day and night. <laughs> but no, it's just like that imagery is so good. Before Christ, 
I was slave was my master. Like yeah. I said, yes, without, and, and then Christ comes in and gives me the ability to look at sin in the face and say, yes. no, yes. but he's still going to try and entice me every mm-hmm. single day Absolutely. to lead away from God. And, and to wrap this up, I really think where, where you end is just like, what, what do you do to go about it? And I think that what you said is so spot on is when I, when I'm tempted, that's not bad because Christ knows that there are people, beings, I just call them people because they're intellectual, capable beings of understanding. There are personalized beings who are trying to pull you away from God and your desires of your hearts have been made impure by sin. But when the temptation comes, I hope this episode really does help us just like notice those things. Wait a second. Wait a second. I don't want that. Mm -hmm. I don't want to run to this person or that thing, or I don't want to have to try and control this, or I don't want to have to use my anger to get my stability and equilibrium again. But to notice that as, wait, wait, that doesn't sound like God, Mm -hmm. but instead of beating ourselves over up about it, we're able to look at that and let God really start to work through the Holy Spirit of saying like, Hey, you're being tempted. Yes. And like he says to Cain, you're being tempted Mm -hmm. and sins crouching at your door, but you can overcome it. Now you, you through the Holy spirit, you can say no to it and let him start to do that. So it doesn't give birth to sin. Mm hmm. No, it's yeah. Well, and the other the other piece of that is how we, you know, this as we wind this down, yeah, the, that we really need to help each other. Yes, we need to support each other, help each other in temptation. Yes, too. That's another thing. The older I get, the more I see how important that is mm. is to help each other with that. And because you don't have to hide it, you don't have to feel condemned, you know, to, to love people and let them know that you can, you know, we can walk with, let's walk together in this. I want to help you overcome that. And, and, and that goes back to how you started with Cain and Abel. Come on. It's like, am I my brother's keeper? Yeah. Actually you are, you are, you are to walk with your brother or sister and help them in temptation. Yes. Instead of seeing life as this competition, Mm -hmm. you know, you don't need to compete with each other. And we're, we're, we're brothers and sisters in Christ in the spirit. Dude, that's good. Yeah. You're your brother's keeper. You're your sister's keeper. And if you don't, death, if you don't Mm -hmm. keep them, death could come to them. Yep. And that's blood on our hands. Yes. So that's the other part of temptations. We walk with each other and help each other. You have to have other people in this. You can't fight it alone. And yeah. Christ is there, and then he merges you with other people as well. That's and good. I guess we could do a commercial right now for D groups. D groups, get into a D if group. If you need somebody to walk with you, get into a D group. Get into a D group. We got three Call kinds Spencer, of them. Spencer Men, at women, <laughs> I get love it. D group. He'll get you into a D but group. We do. We hope this episode and these last two episodes really kind of help you start the process of going to God and saying, hey, show me more. Show me what's going on because this is really met in prayer. God has to open our eyes to sin and temptation and the spiritual realm so we can best live this life out in in a Jesus manner and what he's calling us to be. So, Arbor, we love you and we will see you back here next week. Well, thanks for tuning in to the Centenary Podcast and we'll see you back here for the next episode.